Welcome everybody. Um, we're just waiting for our guest, David Spence. Um, I'll apologize for keeping you all waiting. Um, hopefully he'll be with us shortly. Just while we're waiting for David, um, just uh, letting you know that um, if you've got any questions during the, um, the webinar, um, there's a Q&A section that you'll see a button for below, um, and we'll certainly try and answer as many of these questions as we can further on in the webinar. Welcome everybody and thanks for making the time to join us on today's webinar um, and welcome David. Um, David Spence is Suncorp's Bank's Manager for Business Deposits and Payment Products um, who's with us today to discuss merchant payment costs, changes and trends with payments, the opportunities to save money utilising products like lease cost routing and also some new offers that we've been working with Suncorp on for our members. Um, we've got half an hour, as I mentioned before, um, any questions, please um, click on the button for the Q&A section and we'll try and answer as many of these as we can. Um, David, welcome. Uh, for members who don't know, um, Anna's been working with David um, for the best part of a decade, I think, with David and his team at Suncorp. Yeah, I had hair back then. <laughs> I think yep. maybe both of us had hair yeah, back then. Yeah, maybe. So. Um, but anyway, we've appreciated all the work that you've done with us. Um, you know, as, as you well know, um, the payment costs are a huge issue for our members around the country. And uh, I think um, to working together, we've been making a difference in that space um, and delivered considerable savings for members through negotiating more competitive pricing and, and certainly promoting lease cost routing, which we'll touch on today. So my first question for you, David, was um, what, one of the major trends, I guess, with accepting payments, especially during COVID, has been this growth in customers using contactless payments like PayWave, digital wallet type phone payments like Apple Pay and others. Can you tell us a bit about these trends and what generally occurs with fees and um, when a um, transaction uses contactless instead of inserting a card, for example, or, or touching a phone? Yeah, sure. Um, firstly, we thank you very much for the opportunity to um, speak to you and the members. That's uh, great, um, great for us. Um, yeah, COVID's been an interesting um, journey for all of us, I think. Um, none of us knew what to expect out of it. And um, I can tell you that when it came, I had to revise my P&L because they wanted to know what was going to happen. So fortunately, I took it backwards um, quite considerably. But um, what we actually saw was 20% um, per month growth in transaction volumes um, once COVID um, really kicked in and people moved to moved away from cash and went to contactless payments. So um, my P&L looked really good after that, but so yeah. Um, in in relation to digital digital Apple Pay and um, Google Pay and that, that type of thing, at the moment we're seeing about twenty percent of all card transactions um, in news agents, on average. That is, that's across the whole book. Um, being done in that manner. So um, someone comes and taps a phone or a, a watch on the, on the terminal. Um, so about 20% of your volume is, is to those. Now, 
Interestingly enough, they're a bit of a bit more expensive to process, especially in the debit card space. So at the moment, um, it costs about 15 cents a transaction for a, a transaction which would fit into the average of a news agent. Your averages are about, we see around about the $24, $24 $25 mark. And for those, that's 15 cents a transaction. So if you equate that to the rate that you pay today on an, uh, on a, um, an FPOS transaction, it's nearly three times the rate. And, that's, and that 15 cents is just the interchange. It doesn't take into account the scheme fees that we get charged by Visa and MasterCard, which would add another six at least cents to the transaction, depending on which, which um, scheme it is with and what the US dollar is doing at the time. Um, the move to PayWaves meant um, more cards are obviously being defaulting down that Visa and MasterCard rails, um, simply because they're the primary card on the uh, they're the primary scheme on the card, and once you tap it, that's where they head. Therefore, um, a big lift in credit card merchant fees and in our business because um, more transactions heading down that route, which. Um, then means a higher proportion of fees going to um, business uh, customers who have those merchant facilities. So with um, with like Apple Pay and things like that, do you see is there likely to be much pressure on bringing those costs down? Do you think? Um, so, I know we've mentioned it in some of our submissions to the RBA and so on because it it's a bit of a worrying trend. Yeah, it is, and the Reserve Bank have said that I think from June. Um, that the rate comes down to ten cent maximum. It's still, it's still up. It's still up there yeah. because the ten cents again only takes into consideration the interchange rate. Now, the fee that we charge um, owner members um, is inclusive of interchange and scheme fees. So with FPOS, so when you add the um, when you add scheme fees onto that 10 cents, it becomes 16 cents. So more than, well, more than double what um, the cost is for uh, FPOS. And I know we're only talking in cents, but you know, if you're doing thousands of transactions a month, um, which you probably are when, um, when you have a lotto draw at $120 million, um, yeah, yeah it, it becomes a big cost. Certainly does. And so, um... I've sort of touched on before that Anne has um, lobbied, I suppose, over the years for more affordable costs for business. The RBA introduced a model called lease cost routing, and it's something that obviously we've been promoting with yourselves the last yeah. years to help address those costs. And look, we've had members that have saved hundreds of dollars a month as a result of changing. Can you, for the members um, that don't understand it already, can you um, walk us through um, what lease cost routing is, how it works, and how small businesses can save money, and why it's you know probably a good idea to adopt it in your business? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll try and make it simple because it is it is actually simple. It's just um, the way in which some people present it. Maybe me after you've heard me um, makes it sound more complicated than it actually is. So on each card that you've all got, you would see a chip in the corner there. Forgive my um, ratty looking ben, uh, Suncorp Bank card. Now you might have bank. to raise it up a little bit higher. Oh, oh. Beautiful oh yeah, chip. that's better. The Excellent. chip there yep. that you see on the card, on, the, on that chip is actually um, the priority of the scheme 
for the card. So on there, along with a whole lot of other stuff as well. But what it says is that priority one on that card there is Visa. But on the back of the card, you'll see the FPOS logo in the corner there. So Visa get priority one, FPOS get priority two. And what that means is when the card is tapped and least cost routing isn't turned on and merchant hasn't asked for it or the bank hasn't provided it to the merchant, then the transaction will route down the credit card rate, uh, credit card route, right, rails instead of, um, instead of FPOS, which means the transaction fees will be reflective of what you charge for credit card in most instances. And, and just for clarity, that, that is, is potentially still a Visa or MasterCard debit transaction, but it gets charged through the credit card rails. Yes, it is. Right? Exactly. Yes. yes. Yep. Yep. So all the fee, except for interchange, all the fees we get charged on it from the card schemes up until just very recently were exactly the same for credit card as they were for debit card. Yes. So lately they've yeah, done some changes, which... Um, but with like with smoke and mirrors with the card schemes that they took with one hand and gave with the other. Um, so we didn't come out much different, but where I'm coming from is, yeah. So if, so that would, uh, let's say it's, I'll use example, 1% on a $10 transaction for a credit card. So you'd be charged 10 cents a transaction for that. Yep. Um, or, or if it's a hundred dollar transaction. A hundred dollars a dollar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe a hundred dollars. So it'd be a dollar. Yeah. Now, if you, we could, um, so if you did it by, if you selected a least cost routing and had least cost routing working, you would then pay the FPOS fee. Um, and that could well be 10 cents. So it's a dollar, 1% or 10 cents a transaction on FPOS for argument's sake. So instead of paying a dollar, you'd be paying 10 cents for the FPOS transaction, a saving of 90 cents. Now, the way our least cost routing works, there's a limit at which um, the transaction goes one way or the other. And what we've done is worked it out based on the credit card rate and the debit card rate. And the one that's cheaper obviously is where the transaction goes. For a news agent at $8, uh, the transaction go, over $8, the transaction goes down the, um, the debit card rails to FPOS yep. and below $8 or $8, up to $8, the transaction goes um, to the card scheme with be it Visa or MasterCard. So, yep. And so what that really means is, so a customer comes into the store, um, if they don't insert their card and choose um, debit or credit and they tap their card, um, that the merchant who's got least cost routing has actually been able to um, set in place a, um, a process which says if the transaction is more than $8, it goes to FPOS. If it's less than $8, it goes to credit because that blended credit rate that our members get through Suncorp, for them, if it's less than $8, it's going to be a cheaper transaction cost. And if it's more than $8, it's much cheaper to go down the FPOS route. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And, if you, and if you look at it... Um, at the average transaction of $24, he says as he quickly gets his calculator out, um, that would be 19 cents going down the um, credit card route or eight cents going down the FPOS route. So, you know, like you're 11 cents better off um, on your average transactions. Yep, or I think six cents under the, the hour rates. 
Oh, sorry, six cents. Yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about dollars a transaction. No, so no, that's okay. Cent. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, just because yeah, yeah. otherwise I'll confuse yeah, yeah. some of the members who are going out. Got a minute? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> so you'd save thirteen cents a transaction. Like that's that's a significant saving. Um, and that's yeah, where I guess we're, we're seeing the members that are moving over to least cost routing. That's where they're getting that that big saving every month. Um, you know, because um, over COVID, we've seen some members go from you know forty percent of transactions by card to eighty and ninety percent of transactions by card. I don't know what yeah. you're seeing um, it, with whether you've seen those sorts of increases in in card payments, but um, that anecdotally, that's the sort of increases we're starting to see. Yeah, yeah, that 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 aligns to what we're seeing as well. And like, at the end of the day, you know, I, I know not every member on the call here today is a Suncorp customer, but if you're not and you haven't got least cost routing enabled, you should contact your bank or us preferably. But contact your bank; they've all got it. It's just maybe they don't promote it quite as heavily as they might, or um, so forth. But it's a very simple thing for anyone to turn on, um, and your best to you know. Your best to take advantage of it, and then shop around. Um, and do you find with customers, um, is there any impact on customers? I mean, do they notice any any difference? Like, do they get charged any extra fees or anything? Or have you had any any feedback from customers about going to a, a, a store and their transaction being routed a certain way um, from least cost routing? No, to be honest, nothing. Um, and before Christmas, I was talking to the Reserve Bank about um, least cost routing and said the same thing to them. It, it went through, no, people don't care. As long as the transaction processes, the transaction comes out of their account and they get their goods and they can leave, people don't care which way it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things people get confused about, that it's sort of forcing the customer to, you know, um, go to their credit card, for instance, but it, it's not actually the way it, it unfolds. No. Really. Yeah. And, and we've actually anecdotally heard that some customers actually prefer it going down the FPOS route because instead of the funds being on hold, <coughs> excuse me, and them seeing a higher balance in their account um, when they look at it, um, the funds come out immediately. So they know, know from as soon as they've made the transaction what the balance is in their account. Oh, that's really interesting. So when I look at my account and I sort of see transactions that are pending, yep. that, is that why? Um, yes. Yeah, they're correct. They're, yeah, because, uh, because what we use with FPOS is what's called single message transactions. And we do the, the transactions posted and authorised and paid in the one transaction. Right. Whereas with mm -hmm. the card schemes, we do an authorization and, and late that night or early the next morning, we send a file of transactions to Visa or MasterCard. Then they sort all those transactions out to all the banks around the world that have dealt with um, dealt with us uh, or our merchants for the day. And therefore, it takes a day or two or three to get to the account. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense because uh, I didn't ever really completely <laughs> understand why one transaction was different to another in that regard. Yep. Um, and like most lazy consumers, I tend to tap, and this is the whole issue, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yep. And it and, and it is convenient. 
Well, it certainly is convenient. And I mean, it makes it makes transaction times a bit quicker. Um, yep. And certainly when you've got a $120 million lotto draw on, that's a really important factor. Yes, you um, want in and out quickly. Yep. But, but we also want to get it at, at the least possible cost. Yeah, um, yep. you know. um, So my next question was, um, Suncorp made some changes recently to the settlement requirements for your merchant facility for members. So that um, what you would, which bank accounts you'd settle into. Can you run us through those changes and how settlement occurs with the Suncorp facility and how long it takes just to, by way of a comparison? Yeah, sure. Um, so late last year, we introduced the ability for um, merchants to settle to uh, the, another bank, effectively, not ours. And basic, at, at the end of the day, it was done because we were the only bank require, had that requirement. And that was not helpful in growing our merchant business. And we look at it that, you know, hopefully once you've, once you've um, tried us with merchant facilities, you might look to try us for banking as well. Anyway, um, the only exception to that is if a merchant um, requires mail or telephone order, like if, uh, if um, I don't think it happens much these days, but if you have uh, news agent accounts and people ring up and make their payment for their new, for their delivered papers over the phone, <clears throat> excuse me um then that's what's called a mail or telephone order transaction and you're actually keying the transaction into your um terminal manually so if if those if a customer or a merchant comes to us and they're doing those type of transactions then we would still require them to settle to a suncorp bank account because they're actually very high risk transactions and a lot of fraud happens in that space. And um, we like to have a bit more control around it when there's a, a high risk of fraud. If if no moto or mail telephone order, whatever you like to call it, is happening, then yep, no problems at all. You settle to whichever bank you want. You can settle into a name there or a common yeah, yeah, yeah. four yep. banks or whatever yeah. you want, yeah. Yep. Banana Coast Credit Union if you wish. Yeah. Um, excellent. And however, with those external settlements, you've got to realize that. If, if you settle to a Suncorp account, the money goes in your account seven days a week. We settle we, any transactions done up till 9 p.m. in the evening will be in your bank account around 10.30 in that same evening. Okay, so it's basically same day for my... It is same day settlement, yep, yep. up till nine o'clock. And it's seven um, days a week. Seven days a week. Yeah. If you settle to another bank, we still do the settlements seven times a week, but you will only get them into your bank account five times a week because okay. we only we can only trend, we can only put funds into another bank uh, on a business day. Now that may change in the future with NPP, but at this stage it's not. So that's just a thing to consider if you're um, wanting to settle to another bank account. Alternatively, excuse me, <coughs> um, alternatively, you can do what some customers do and settle to a Suncorp bank account and sweep it out um, using um, OSCO and have it in your other bank account that day. We don't, we prefer you didn't do that and you preferred you kept the money with Suncorp, but um, that's a possibility as well. And that means you, that you could manage it to have the funds in your account seven days a week. That and, way. and so for members that don't understand, what's OSCO? Uh, so OSCO is what's called the new payments platform, which runs across the new payments platform. And what it is, is really instantaneous transfer of funds from um, one bank to another. Um, and not every and, bank's on that. I was just going to. I was just going to say it has to be to a subscribing bank. Um, I know there's a couple of banks. Um, 
uh, Ubank is one of them, that doesn't do um, OSCO uh, payments. Um, and there are some other smaller ones, but the majority of banks in the country today all do um, all subscribe to OSCO and therefore you could transact and push money to another account within um, within seconds, really. Okay, excellent. Um, now, the next question I had was um, recently Suncorp, um, it's probably not your favourite topic, unfortunately, had a couple of hiccups with technical issues, as many businesses do from time to time. Can you tell members about these and you know how reliable members can expect um, the systems to be? Look... It's nothing that, yeah, you're right, it's not a subject I really enjoy because we don't go out of our way to make um, life miserable for our merchants. Um, we, we hope to provide merchants with a, a, great, um, a, a great experience when they're using our um, payments facilities, but sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes it's within our control, sometimes it sits outside our control. And what we're doing at the moment to, to remedy one of those uh, is that um, we're working with one of our technology partners to move from some unreliable legacy platforms to a far more reliable, um, more modern technology. So if you think running across um, uh, your internet uh your NBN actually, and you're running across copper wires and the speed isn't that flash, or you go, um, you have fiber um, and the speed is a lot quicker. But we're moving, if we are actually moving from copper wire um, in the tech, in the uh, telecommunication space across to um, fiber. So it'll, it'll take out a whole lot of the issues that we've um, have seen in the past where um, copper wires and um, backhoes and other things haven't been um, haven't been very very good to us um, and in our own space um, the last uh, issue that you could, that would have been experienced by your um, or all our merchants not just news agents but all our merchants was a delay in settlement um, we we had a production problem. Um, which caused us to miss the settlement window that we needed to do the 10.30. And unfortunately, by the time they found what the problem was and recreated all the files, it was too late to do it um, until the following evening. Um, our technology people have done, done a lot of work um, to, to as best they can make sure that we don't experience that problem again. Um, that's... That's it. That's as factual as I can be. They, they were the, they were the, the two issues we've had. Um, one of them we had a couple of times, but um, with the technology one, we anticipate that that'll be the um, improvements will be in place before the end of June. Now that's great, and I mean you're not Robinson Crusoe in that regard. I know um, it does happen from time to time, but um, appreciate your candor and um, and certainly over the you know decade I've been working with the bank, you've been pretty fortunate in the number of issues that you have had so um, obviously we're hoping that that um that with those changes things will be um be go fairly smoothly from here yeah and I, having been in small business myself and been with a bank that wasn't suncorp but was one of the very 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 big ones every christmas my terminal would go out um and in the business I had of the post office, that really wasn't a, um, that really no, wasn't you know. very, that, that was sort of like, um, my Christmas is sort of like the um, $120 million lotto draw. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. I, 
I have great sympathy for what we put um, our customers through. Um, and and I've back then, myself. <laughs> back then, a lot of customers probably still had cash in their wallets, so they had an alternative. Whereas these days, they're probably just holding a mobile phone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so now the next one I was going to quickly touch on was um, was um, surcharges. So some some small businesses charge surcharges to cover their payment costs. Um, can you share with us the pluses and minuses of doing that and what the regulations are that members need to be aware of with regards to surcharges? So I'll give you the regulations first and then I'll give you some feedback from me, which is personal feedback. Yep. Nothing, nothing. I'm not, I'm not, not trying to um, denigrate any other service providers, but just my view on something, mm. which, which I shared when I spoke to you earlier today. No, that'd be good. Um, um, so... Any merchant wishing to implement surcharging, doesn't matter which bank you're with, on your monthly merchant statement, we dis uh, us we all acquirers need to display what's called the cost of cost of acceptance. So, um, and you'll see on there a percentage um, that that um, calls out what you can actually charge. So your cost of acceptance might be come out at one point three percent. That is the maximum you can charge for surcharging. So Perfect. you use that uh, you use that as a um, as your benchmark, and everything will be fine when you surcharge. Um, we need we provide on an annual basis the surcharging figures that we give to our all of our merchants to the Reserve Bank, so they know what it is we're telling our customers. Um, therefore, if there's any issues and any um, any um, downstream customer complaints about surcharging amounts, the Reserve Bank has all the um, all the figures on what a merchant should be charging. And I would suspect that they would share that with the ACCC. Yeah, so you've got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. So, and which is the reason we, we all banks provide that so that there's no, there's no way a merchant could, act, you know, can innocently um, go and do that. We've provided everything that they need to, to be able to do that. Um, <laughs> surcharges on payments. So when I was speaking to Ben earlier, I said, yeah, look, and, and, and surcharging isn't, a, I'm not denigrating surcharging. You've really got to know what your consumers are going to put up with in the way of surcharging. Um, and if they will, and I know um, a couple of the, one of the news agents I go to locally, they, they charge a 10 cent fee. Um, for some transactions, um, and that's not too onerous. Um, but, and I don't know that that annoys too many people. However, I went to my local Thai restaurant just recently, and they were with a supplier who um, who who promotes the fact that you won't pay any fees. To, promotes to the merchant the fact that they won't pay any fees. Um, you'll they'll just recover it out of the. Um, the surcharging and you won't actually pay anything to them at all. So I spent $25.20 on some Thai food. Um, and my surcharge was 42 cents. And they least cost routed. So being in the within in the business, I was a bit upset about that actually, because um, that's that Thai restaurant, we would have charged them we would have given them a price of somewhere about eight or nine cents a transaction 
for their FPOS transactions. And here I am getting charged 42 cents, which um, in my mind, there's some three or four times what I should have been paying. So um, and not all the best experience. And not the best experience. I wasn't a happy camper. Um, and as a result, I use another Thai restaurant. Luckily, there are a couple of those in uh, where I live. So I've moved to a different Thai restaurant. And if they bring in that one, we might have to move to Indian food. Because um, that's just an oh, that's just unconscionable in my mind. But they are they are using the average cost of acceptance because the um, company in question charges them one point six five percent on everything, and they keep all that, and the merchant pays nothing. Um, okay. So the merchants effectively, not merchants, the merchants no, not breaking the rules. No, not at all. Not at all. The merchants a lot of margin in that fee. Yeah, yeah, for the for the service provider. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting one that you really need to think about. And, and until you mentioned that to me this morning, um, when I looked at those offers from those sort of no fees offers, I just really assumed that it was basically just we're just facilitating, you know, the surcharging um, model for you, making our bid on the way. But I never had any idea that they were making that much on the way, which is. Yeah, which really does impact your customer experience. Yeah, um, it does. And and I guess ultimately our our view has been that you know we we um you've, as you say you've got to know your own market, but if you're competing with you know much larger retailers who aren't surcharging, it can be very hard to to surcharge. I mean, I was talking to um to a federal senator this morning about about the cost of payments. Funnily enough. Um, and she used to own butcher shops and, and she said, you know, we were spending $100,000 a year on, on payment costs, but we were right next to, um, you know, Woolworths. So what could we do about it? You know, it's a pretty mm. competitive space. We've got to give the customer the same, you know, same or better, or much better experience than they're going to get across the road. Um, so it can be very hard to just pass that cost on to the customer. Um, so that's, um, appreciate the insights there. Um, uh, the next one I was going to ask you about, um, I mean, I know we've got a, a great offer for our members already with um, their, um, their debit costs and um, the blended credit card costs. Um, we've been working on a few other um, things for our members to assist them because we're aware that there's other, other areas that we could probably help. Can you touch on a couple of those um, for the members? I know they're not complete yet, but... Yeah, sure. Um, taste. Yeah, so... We've been speaking to Ben and the team about areas where we could offer um, solutions to other problems, for want of a better word, that um, uh, that members have. And a couple of things that were brought up were shop fit outs. Um, and we thought, and what we're working on at the moment, and I'm hoping to have available late April, um, is... And sorry, not me. I'll just qualify that. I'm working with my lending um, product manager equivalent in business banking to come up with a, an unsecured overdraft for um, for Alna members, um, which would have a um, quite a preferential rate compared to what um, a non-Alna member would pay for their um, unsecured overdraft. Um, and we're also looking at how we might. Um, assist when you need to guarantee for rental or your lot um, 
guarantees, etc. Um, and we recognise that sometimes these are uh, big um, percentages that you have to pay in in those. Yeah, these are and bank guarantees. Bank guarantees, yeah. yeah. So um, we're looking at a way in which we can potentially um, have a special rate on those for our ALMA members as well. And um, the indicative rate I've got is quite good. It looks like it's saved at least 40% or maybe more off the initial, off the current um, uh, bank guarantee charge that we would charge to um, anyone who came along off the street. Fantastic. Well, well, um, I know you've still got some work to do on that, and, yep. I, and I don't want to make you make any commitments here no. <laughs> for everybody, but, but hopefully we'll have those for members um, very soon. Yep. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on is um, if members want to make a change um, to lease cost routing, um, uh, it can sometimes be difficult to compare apples to apples between different banks because like Suncorp has a blended credit card rate and a fixed debit card rate. And I know there's some other banks out there that are now offering like just a fixed percentage rate for all transactions. And then there's banks that have what they call interchange plus. So they've got like yep. hundreds of different rates. So it can be incredibly confusing. Um, how can how can members get an apples for apples comparison? What what are your top tips to approach making the change and how to make this as painless as possible? What can they expect? And I'm not just saying just coming to Suncorp, but obviously Suncorp can help. Um, but what's the best way of approaching it? So, like we can help you, and I, I would guess most of the most of our competitors would have a similar um, way of doing it. But if you were to give us two or maybe three months worth of statements um, from your existing bank. We can tell you what you would save uh, or if you wouldn't save anything and you should stay where you were. So we could tell you what you would save um, on a move to us using lease cost routing, um, moving from your current supplier. Then you'll know whether or not there's any uh, benefit in it for you or whether the benefit's enough to make the change. So, um, and it's, we do that every day. Uh, so it's not a, not, a, um, not a hard thing for us to do. We have to, uh, some calculators in the background where we can sort that out but yeah that's that's the easiest that's the easiest and then yeah if you know if we can help you we'd be very happy to no that's fantastic and look if any members want assistance just contact your your state um general manager and we'll put you in touch um i know we're running a little bit over time i've got a few questions from um from members here if you don't mind david so um, one here from Susan is, is OSCO transfers automatic between banks or do we have to apply for it? You'll probably have to, uh, you, you'll have to do some work in your internet banking um, profile. I would expect whichever bank you're with um, to, to be able to do that. So it's uh, not automatic. So if the bank is like a subscriber to OSCO... So, does the customer need oh, to do anything or does the... No, no, the bank... The, sorry, yeah, so... When you go into your internet, it's a bit hard because I, I've got a couple of banks and they all do, and they both do it differently. So with Suncorp, if you go into your internet banking and you want to do a transfer out, um, all transfers out um, go via OSCO. So yes. there's no choice. We'll push every, we push everything down the OSCO route. So everything you do with Suncorp goes in, is in the quickest way possible um, to the other bank. Yes. Now. Those banks that don't subscribe, you'll know that pretty quickly because there'll be a message comes up to say that it's not going via OSCO, that it's going via um, it's going via direct entry, and it could and take a couple take and take a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, I had another question here: Are deposits made to other banks on the same day? So I think you touched on that before. 
um, it's every business day. Is that yeah. right? So yeah. we we yeah yeah because we can only um, interbank um, settlements only happen on business days. Yep. Um, the other one here was somebody said you have to also explain that some customers still use credit cards where least cost routing does not apply. Um, and that's right. So yep. with, with credit cards, what percentage of transactions, once people are on least cost routing, would you normally sort of see going through straight to credit cards? So it, it's, it really is the demographically, you know, some, some suburbs are, have more prevalence to one type of transaction than the other, but we're seeing at least 50% at least of transactions and normally higher Yep. go down the FPOS um, route. Yeah, okay. And that's, I was going to say, consistently what we've seen is when people move to least cost routing, um, their percentage of debit transaction tends to go up considerably. Yes, it does, it does. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, okay, I've got another one. Can Suncorp integrate with different point of sale systems? Yeah, we can integrate with about 500 different um, points of sale systems. Um, so, yeah, we can and uh, we... Uh, there's a list of them on our website, but um, if you get in touch with your um, your regional manager, um, they'll be able to get a list of those, or we'll be able to so we'll be able to tell them uh, which ones um, we can integrate with, and whether the one that you've got is uh, on our list. It's, it's pretty it's pretty rare not to be. Okay, and I've got another one here. I'm a lottery tobacconist. Can you provide rates specific for my business mix? It's an interesting one. Yeah, we, we'd probably want to understand um, what your predominant um, sales were. So yeah. um, we do have different industry rates for different industries. Um, and if you were predominantly doing um, cigarette sales, which we can pick up uh, um, pretty quickly from the average transaction that you, you've got. So that'd business. be the main difference yeah, was yeah, that their yeah. average transaction would be a higher um, yeah. and a different mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's... Um, it's it's quite a different mix. It's um normally sixty around the sixty dollar mark uh, on average transaction, and they don't seem to have as many premium card transactions. So the higher cost transactions don't tend to be at a, a tobacconist, and and they do have a higher number of um of um FPOS um or scheme debit card transactions than um than the average, it can be 60 to 70, it can be up to 70% I've seen in, in debit card transactions from a tobacconist. Yep, no, that's terrific. And um, just looking at a couple of the other questions, it's really more about um, news agents' capacity to absorb fees and the, you know this constant um, push towards a cashless society. And um, I suppose broadly speaking, that's where you know you, yourselves and ourselves have been working hard to try and um, get reforms with the RBA and with government mm -hmm. to, to, you know, for instance, we're fighting at the moment to get commitments from government to make least cost routing the default um, so that, you know, everybody yeah. can, can get access to least cost routing. Um, and, um, and obviously we've been trying to negotiate, you know, better rates and more volume by getting more, more of the members on, on board with the, the offer that we've got. Gives, mm. um, obviously David more bargaining power in the long run. Um, so certainly been a, a, a top 
tier issue for us in trying to, to keep that as, as affordable as, as possible. So I really appreciate you making the time. If any members have got any other questions about payments, it, 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 there is a level of complexity to it. And I um, appreciate that it's not always easy to understand how everything works in the space. And hopefully today's webinars kind of helped you a little bit in understanding um, some things like lease cost routing, but don't hesitate to, um, to shoot your questions through to any of our, our team and um, we'll quickly get your response from David or um, his team at Suncorp if there's anything that we can't answer immediately. So please do that. Um, and I'd like to obviously thank you, David. It's been a really good chat and hopefully we can do this again um, sometime soon. Yeah. And um, to everybody who's joined us today, um, and in particular, in particular, all of our members who are in flood affected areas, please take care. I know, David, you've had a few impacts today in Brisbane um, and certainly in uh, in the Northern Rivers in New South Wales and the, um, up here on the Sunshine Coast, it's been pretty average of late. And I know quite a few of our members that we've been in contact with have been impacted. So please take care, be safe and look after your family. So thanks for your time today. Yep. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, everyone.